We're happy to uh, feature Lakeside Christian School in our service this morning. And so I'd like to welcome Lana to come and to share a report and well as a message this morning. So God bless you as you come. It's all yours. Good morning, everyone. My name is Lana Bell, and in my life I've taken on many roles. I've been a student for a number of years, a wife of almost nine years now this summer, a mom, a teacher, and now since our oldest son has started at Lakeside Christian School, I've been a board member as well as on the fundraising team member. But today, God has challenged me to something totally new, a guest speaker. And this morning, I actually woke up and I thought, what am I doing? I'm not Beth Moore. And I think it was his joke on me, because when I walked in, I think it was the ladies who were listening to Beth Moore. So you've had your dose of Beth Moore, now you get me. So, so I've been praying that the Lord's message would be told today. In my Christian walk, I've asked sometimes, what has God done in my life? Or where is God at work in Killarney? And maybe you've pondered some of those similar questions. But before we begin, will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we come before you today with thankful hearts. We thank you that you are at work in Killarney. We thank you for this group of believers and that we can come together to worship you. I give you these words I'm about to speak today, and I give you the glory for all the good things you are doing in our lives, this church, and at Lakeside Christian School. I ask that you would give me peace and to calm my nerves. I thank you for your goodness. In your name, amen. So some of us are good at remembering. We remember details, dates, faces, names with ease, while some of us have a hard time remembering anything. There are things we want to remember. Weddings is one of those things. If you have a picture of your parents or your grandparents, chances are it's at their wedding. It's been an important thing over generations. There are also some things we want to forget. Maybe it's that bad hairdo, those big glasses, or a bad family trip somewhere. But now, thanks to digital technology, we can take pictures of everything to help us to recall. We have videos that help us remember important events. We can search on the internet to recall past events in history in great detail, or things that just that happened an hour or minutes ago. We'll switch the slide so it's not quite as distracting. <laughs> Thank you. Leaders in the Old Testament didn't have it quite so easy with digital technology. So today, we're going to look at how leaders like Moses, Joshua, and Samuel helped their people to remember. Let's start with Moses in the book of Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy was written to remind a new generation entering the promised land of what God had done for them and to encourage them to rededicate their lives to him. Those of you who are very good at remembering will know exactly what was happening in Deuteronomy when it was written. But for those of you who aren't recalling, I'll do a brief recap. The Israelites had escaped slavery in Egypt, and not long after that, the complaining began. First, they complained about the food. Then, they complained about Moses' authority. And finally, they didn't believe that they could take over the land of Canaan. Because of their unbelief, God declared that the present generation would not live to see the promised land. So, the wandering began. 
the Israelites wandered for 40 years. Now in Deuteronomy, the children who had left Egypt were now adults, ready to conquer and settle the promised land. But before that could happen, the Lord reiterated through Moses his covenant with him. He wanted them to remember a few things. So in the book of Deuteronomy, what we see is we see Moses reminds them of their history, how God freed them from slavery. He reminds them of the laws, and he urges them to obey. He reminds them of God's love and his, for his people and how God has been faithful and kept his promises. Moses reminds the people that they have to choose the path of obedience. Obedience would bring benefits to their lives, while rebellion would bring calamity. He urged them to teach them, God, the children, God's ways. They were to use ritual, instruction, and memorization to make sure their children understood God's principles and passed them on to the next generation. Remembering God's faithfulness and passing it on to the next generation. In Deuteronomy, Moses provided a verbal testimony to how God had been working in the Israelites for years. Throughout scripture, we see other leaders using symbols as well to help people remember God's goodness. If you have your Bibles with me, you can turn with me to Joshua 4, 1 to 8, and then 20 to 24. Joshua 4, 1 to 8, and then 20 to 24. When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose twelve men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, right where the priest stood, and to carry them over with you and place them down where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the twelve men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of tribes of the Israelites to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, What do these stones mean? Tell them, that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. So the Israelites did as Joshua commanded them. They took twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, according to the number of tribes of the Israelites, as the Lord had told Joshua, and they carried them over with them to their camp, where they put them down. And then if you skip to verse 20 with me. And Joshua set up at Gilgal the twelve stones they had taken out of the Jordan. He said to the Israelites, In the future, when your descendants ask their fathers, What do these stones mean? Tell them, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground, for the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did to the Jordan just what he had done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before us until we had crossed over. He did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful, and so that you might always fear the Lord your God. 
The memorial of the 12 stones was to be a constant reminder of the day the Israelites crossed the Jordan on dry ground. Their children would see those stones, they would hear the stories, and they would learn about God. Can you imagine being that child, hearing that story about God's mighty acts, and what that would do to your faith? Remembering God's faithfulness and passing it on to the next generation. We see a similar story to this in Samuel, 1 Samuel 7, 7 to 13. I'm going to read it as well. You can turn with me there or you can listen. 1 Samuel 7, 7 to 13. When the Philistines heard that Israel had assembled at Mezpah, the rulers of the Philistines came up to attack them. And when the Israelites heard of it, they were afraid because of the Philistines. They said to Samuel, Do not stop crying out to the Lord our God for us, that he may rescue us from the hand of the Philistines. Then Samuel took a suckling lamb and offered it up as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. He cried out to the Lord on Israel's behalf, and the Lord answered him. While Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to engage Israel in battle. But that day, the Lord thundered with loud thunder against the Philistines and threw them into such a panic that they were routed before the Israelites. Then the men of Israel rushed out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines, slaughtering them along the way to a point below beth Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shen, and he named it Ebenezer, saying, Thus far, the Lord helped us. So the Philistines were subdued and did not invade Israelite territory again. So in 1 Samuel 7.12, we read, Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shen, and named it Ebenezer, saying, Thus far, the Lord has helped us. Samuel rightly understood that the victory of the Israelites over the Philistines was a result of the work of God on their behalf. The word Ebenezer means rock of help. It was God who thundered and enabled the defeat of the Philistines. In a very simple and symbolic gesture, Samuel picked up the rock, set it in a particular geographic location, and named it, Thus far, God has helped us as a remembrance of what God had done for them on that day. How easy is it for us to forget the goodness and provision of God, and to even forget specific and highly memorable events when we are sure that God has worked on our behalf? The Ebenezer Stone was an Old Testament example of a symbolic event that would help Israel to recall to mind the faithfulness and the power of God. Perhaps someday a child would stumble upon that Ebenezer rock and wonder, why is it there? The story could then be told of how God delivered Israel from the Philistines as a means to bolster that child's faith in God. Remembrance does spur increased faith and faithfulness. So how are we at remembering God's provisions and passing it on to the next generation? Some of us are definitely better at sharing personal experience than others. Do you have traditions, special dates, or special places to help your children learn about God's work in your life? Do you take the time to tell them what God has done for you, 
forgiving and saving you, answering your prayers, supplying your needs. Retelling your story will keep memories of God's faithfulness alive in your family. Deuteronomy 4.9 says, Be careful and watch yourselves closely that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or slip from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. I remember as a teenager going to visit my grandpa at the personal care home, and you probably have similar stories. I would go and visit him, and he would retell the same stories over and over again. And I just kind of figured it was part of him getting older. But now I wonder, I wonder if it was for my own good, so that I would remember the important events in my family history and that I wouldn't forget. Nowadays, my sister has started a game with the kids called When I Was Young. It's really easy to play. You go around the circle and you tell stories from when you were young. She loves to tell the nieces and nephews the silly stories of when we were young. And now they beg her to tell those stories over and over again when we get together. It's fun to retell those funny stories, but it's even more important to share stories about God and our relationship with him. So in Deuteronomy, God urged Moses to retell the stories and the commandments so that the people would not forget how he had been faithful. And since we're talking about remembering today, I'd like to share with you how God has faithfully been providing for Lakeside Christian School for the last 34 years. It all started in 1981 when a group of parents felt that prayer and scripture could be an important part of education. It started in the basement of a church and eventually moved to where the school is located now. During my short time on the board, I've heard stories about God providing for the school, and I asked this question, how has God been faithful to LCS over the years? I asked it to a few past board members as well as to some staff. The answers were many, but these these three were the main three that kept coming up. We have been blessed with a wonderful staff. And I'm not just saying that because I see some of their faces here today. I'm saying that because they are truly amazing. Our staff are Manitoba-certified teachers, and they love God. They're using their gifts and their talents to show God's love to their students. Some years, the board wondered where we would find staff for the school, but God always provided. Funding is always important when running an independent school. The school has a faith-based budget. That means we receive half the funding from the government and the other half comes from tuition, fundraising, and donations. There have been years when the budget has been very tight, but God has always provided enough. And the key word is there is enough. He supplied our needs. Student enrollment has fluctuated over the years. The school started in 1981 with 15 students. Since then, numbers have gone up and down as families have moved in and out. However, the board continued to pray for families and students to choose Christian education, and now we are seeing the school grow to a point where currently we are too full. God has been good, and God has been faithful. Today we have 42 students, but we're predicting 60 for the 2018 school year. Next year we're looking at 7 to 10 kindergarten students enroll. So as a board, we had a choice. We either turn families away or we build. 
and we truly felt that God was calling us to expand. So our committees have been hard at work, and it's not showing up great there, but if you want to look at the, there's some diagrams at the back afterwards. Um, it shows our current building along with the proposed addition, um, as well as the great property that we own. The next slide shows maybe a little more detail with what regards the building plan is going to look like. We are adding on three more classrooms, an entrance, an office space, and a hallway to connect everything together. We also need to do a few renovations to the bathrooms to accommodate the increase in students. We're hoping to start the project this spring in hopes that we have two classrooms finished for fall because of the large kindergarten class coming in and currently the high school students are meeting in the library. So for this expansion, we're estimating a cost of $600,000. We currently have $210,000 that has been pledged or donated and we have 50000 that's been in a building fund. So we're almost halfway there. So you might be asking, how can we help? Well, we're asking people to pray, partner, and pledge. Pray for the school, the students, and the staff. Pray for the board and the building and fundraising committee that we would make wise decisions that would honor God. Partner. Maybe you have a skill or a trade that you're willing to donate during the construction of the building. The school is looking for volunteers to help with this project to keep costs down. Pledge. It's been people like you who have helped keep this school going for the last 34 years by your donations. And we ask that we can continue to remember the school as we embark on this project. In a few years, when the school has been built, we'll look back on this time and we'll say, God has brought us thus far. And we'll tell the story how God has provided for the school so it is not forgotten. Now, whenever I get an idea, I usually pass it by my husband Blake first. I usually walk up to him and say like something like, so I have this idea. And he usually looks at me and he's like, again? Or if it's like harvest time and he's really busy, he just goes, what is it? <laughs> so today I'm going to share with you an idea but I actually haven't passed it by him yet because I wanted to share it with you. But it's just an idea, but I think it fits with our scripture we have read today. As I was preparing today, I could imagine this huge rock. And I know there's some farmers out there. Maybe it comes from one of your fields. And it would sit on the school property, and people would drive by it. And the kids would walk to school, and they would point at it. And they would say, what is it there for? And we would point to that rock, and just like in 1 Samuel 7.12, we would say, God has brought us thus far. God has provided for the school. And we would retell of God's faithfulness so that it's not forgotten. Just to be clear to all those farmers out there with big rocks, I don't want one showing up at the school quite yet. Just an idea, okay? So every time I go to the school, I am truly amazed and refreshed with the godly staff that are caring for these students. The students get to learn the Manitoba curriculum, but the teachers have the freedom to integrate God where they want to. They can teach and talk about the creation story, they can pray together, they can read scripture and memorize verses. Their art can reflect, reflect biblical themes and stories. I recently had an opportunity um, this fall to stub at the school and teach a Bible class for the grades 2 to 4. A question came up about how many stones did David have to use to kill Goliath? 
Well, instead of just telling them the answer, I encouraged the students to look it up at home in their Bibles. I was kind of surprised when all the students started opening their desks and pulling out their Bibles and looking up the story to find the right answer. It shouldn't have surprised me. It's a Christian school, right? But it did. You see, I was educated in a public school system. I went to a secular university and got my education degree. Then I taught in a public school system. I had never experienced the freedom we have to so openly discuss and study God's word in a school setting. I left the school reflecting on this treasure we have here in Killarney, where we have the choice to receive quality education where God is important. At the beginning of the service, I asked the question, what has God done in our lives lately, and where is God at work in Killarney? And all I have to say is that God has been at work in Killarney always. Let us have the eyes to see his mighty hand at work, and like Moses, let us recount his faithfulness. Let us be diligent about passing on what God has done in Killarney to the next generation. We may not have named a stone Ebenezer in honor of God's deliverance, but surely we have our own stories to recall to mind of his faithfulness, provision, mercy, love, and power. When we feel like giving up or giving in, or if we begin to feel nothing at all in regards to our Lord, let us be faithful to recall to remembrance the faithfulness of our God. May God enable us to be intentional about remembering and to beware lest we forget. On behalf of Lakeside Christian School, I just want to thank you for this opportunity to speak uh, to you guys today. At the beginning of the service, you may have received a rock magnet. If you haven't, there's a whole bunch more in the back, so please help yourself. The students at the school um, wanted to give you a way to remember the school, so they made these magnets for you. And we're just asking you that let this be a reminder to you of God's faithfulness, that he has been faithful to the school over the years. And as you put it on your fridge or wherever you put it, um, and you look at it, it also let it be a reminder to pray, partner, and pledge with the school on this building expansion. If you have any questions about the school or the building project, you can please feel free to talk to us after the service. I'm just going to point out a few people. Um, Rocky and I are on the fundraising teams. Clarence Watsky's here today. He's the chair of the building project. And I, Russ Gunther isn't here today, but he is also sits on the building project. And Nancy Reimer is the principal at the school and knows pretty much everything about it. So if you have any questions, you can talk to any of us, as well as Brittany, who works at the school. Um, I'm sure she can answer most of the questions that you have there. So just thank you very much.